Okay, everybody, welcome back to Draco's Den. And I know I haven't done a show yet for the new year. This is the first one of the year, and that's just because I wanted to get some topics together before I record it and not do them quite as haphazardly as I have in the past. So today, in case you didn't look at the title, we are going to talk about some of the latest writing controversies, one of which sprang up right as I decided to sit down and record this show. So I want to talk about these controversies, my perspective on encountering these controversies and how I've encountered some of them before. And we're going to try to keep this uh, to a reasonable time limit. Let's put it that way. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started. And I'm only covering three, even though there are more, I'm sure. I was only intending to cover two of these, but since the third one sprang up and I feel like covering it, I'm going to talk about it. So we are going to talk about three specific writing-related issues. We are going to talk about the Kate Corain situation. We're going to talk about my issue with Laurel K. Hamilton. And then we're going to talk about this new issue with an author I had not previously heard of, but apparently he is a mainstream author. And we're going to deal with what I've been finding in just the past hour since I started recording this on the 25th. It's 7 o'clock at the time that I'm recording this in the evening. I just discovered this controversy about an hour before I got on here to record this show. So we're going to cover them all. Okay, so the first topic we're going to talk about is the uh, Kate Corain situation. I'm going to try to keep it brief with the summary and then talk about my feelings and stance on it. Basically, Kate Corain is a author who was signed to a traditional publishing contract, had an agency, wrote in a specific fantasy or romance type genre. I, have forgotten which at this point because it's been a couple months since this controversy but um basically she made headlines and when i say headlines i don't just mean on tiktok i mean she actually made the news like msnbc and all that shit because she was caught in a scandal and lost her publishing contract and her agency because she was caught out reviewing review bombing from multiple accounts several other authors that were people of color, some of whom were contracted to the same agency or publishing company as herself, with book releases scheduled around the same time as her first release. Review bombing, what is that? Because I'm sure you're going to ask. Review bombing is basically going in and purposely one-star reviewing another author's work in this case. But she went a little above and beyond because essentially she was outed by an author um, of Asian descent. And that author collected evidence from April until they released the story in the end of November, beginning of December. She compiled a 31 or 51 page Google Doc full of receipts tracing all this info to figure out that it was Kate Corain that was reviewing all these authors. And when she did this, 
she did it on all of the same authors on all of the same books and then she gave used each and every one of these accounts to give herself another five star review now basically with this where this becomes problematic all of these are first time authors you as far as i know and i have not seen anything to the contrary at this point you really can't get uh good reads to take those reviews down if they've come down recently yay but i'm pretty sure it was a headache to do because Goodreads doesn't require you to have read the damn book in order to review it the same way that Amazon itself does. Now, keep in mind, Amazon does own Goodreads. However, Goodreads is basically like a library type platform where you go to find the books like, and rate them and review them, but it does not track that you've read them necessarily because you could have read them on multiple different formats. You could have read them in, in paper copy. You could have read them on Kindle. You could have read them on... Barnes and Noble, you could have read them on iBooks or whatever fucking ebook platform you use, right? So it's just where you go and the reviews get added together. Cool, fine, Nettie. Except in this case. Now, explaining this, why this is so problematic, is very simple. These are all first time authors. They are not like those of us that have been in the game a decade or longer with multiple books, where one one star review on each of my books right now would not hurt me as bad but it would definitely hurt a new author who only has that one book, especially if you are getting one star reviewed five to eight times. There's somewhere between five and eight different accounts that were traced back to Kate. And I'm not saying alleged because it was on the fucking news. This has been proven and she's faced consequences for this in that she lost her publishing contract. She lost her uh, contract or whatever with her agent. and ruin herself in the book world basically because there is no bouncing back from this she went and and this took a lot of effort because let's be clear what she did is not new in the author community it has been going on for at least the past decade or so where an author will get it in their head that another author is their competition and will go give them a one-star review on goodreads it's been a thing since goodreads started This is the first time I've ever heard of someone going so far above and beyond to review bomb somebody to make five to eight different accounts and target these authors. And the biggest problem is that she targeted authors that are people of color. She is not a person of color. She is white. And she only targeted, from what I understand, these authors of color. And she tried in her very shitty apology to say that that wasn't her intent. Does not matter. That is what you did. And it was your intent because you went through a lot of effort. Do y'all understand that you can't register multiple um, Goodreads accounts to the same email address? You had to go create an email address for each of these accounts, then go and create the account itself. Okay, so you created the account itself for each one of these emails. Then normally Goodreads keeps you logged in on whatever browser you set it up on. So you have to, each time you're going in, log out, go search these books again and leave your review. Now, technically Goodreads only requires you to leave a star rating. I believe she left actual reviews. 
that wasn't entirely clear. I didn't go look. Um, that took a lot of effort. That took a lot of time. And then for there to be basically nine months, eight or nine months worth of this shit, backed by evidence with receipts that forced you to admit to this. And here is the deal. She tried to say that it wasn't her. She tried to say that it was this mysterious friend from one of the fanfic communities, and I believe it was a fanfic that had something to do with fucking Twilight. I don't care. Um, and the community you know, saw the screenshots that she made and was like, well, this person doesn't belong to us, but let's talk about them screenshots because them screenshots were so poorly edited, so not thought out in her effort to present proof. They had timestamps that did not match up with how a conversation would logically go. I look at the screenshots. They basically had the person, the, the quote-unquote friend that she's accusing of doing this on her behalf. Um, their messages will come in before Kate's message. And it, it you knew that she clearly doctored these images. So then after they exposed her for doctoring the images... She comes out with this sorry-ass apology where essentially the long and short of it is, because I absolutely will not go find and look that up and, and read that to y'all, but the long and short of it was that she blamed her mental health and drug use or substance abuse for why you all of a sudden went on a six to eight month long racist um, tirade to review bomb your fellow authors that were specifically people of color only. You did not do this to a bunch of white authors. You did not do this to other traditionally published bigger authors. You went after people of color writing in your same genre with release dates around yours, some of whom were contracted with the same publisher. And you even had an unhinged rant somewhere on Twitter or something about, oh, no, it was in one of your reviews that you felt that a particular one of those women of color did not deserve the six-figure advance deal contract that she got, and that is part of what helped out her, because who the hell else would have known that? Those contracts are not public knowledge like that. None of the readers give a fuck what our, our authors are contracted to. None of us. We are not looking for that. What we care about is when is the next book coming? Let's just be fucking for real, right? For her to have put that in the review was very telling, very damning. This was a jealousy issue. This was an insecurity issue. It's weird. As I said, this is not a new thing in the writing community. This has happened on multiple occasions. I've had it happen. I've had an author that fancied themselves competition to me, and right around the time that my book release, when they're getting ready to drop a release in the same genres, went and gave me a one-star review. But they only did it once. And again, I have enough books, especially at this point, that it doesn't hurt my overall average to take those one-star hits. But... And, and frankly, that depends on which book you do that to me on. Because some of my books do not have as many reviews which I would like to remedy and should probably do something about that later. But while I would not feel the hit as much, obviously a traditionally published and established author would not, a new author will absolutely feel it. It will absolutely hurt them because it brings their average down and getting those reviews removed is a pain in the ass. 
And the easiest way to do it would be to actually take the whole damn book listing down and re-put it back up, which is another hassle in and of itself. I don't know if those reviews are still standing on Goodreads at this point. I haven't gone and looked at that part of it, but I wanted to address that part because this is a toxic part of the writing community that has been around for a while. But my thing with Kate Corain and why this is so weird, aside from the amount of effort that you put in to make all of these accounts and drag it on for six months or whatever. The next problem that I kind of have is that I've never seen this from a traditionally published author. You had a contract, a lucrative one from what I understand. You had what a lot of us self-published authors would love to have because we would love the marketing backing and all that. You had what we would love and you blew it in the worst possible way. Like every author would love to make headlines on the news on CNN and MSNBC, but we don't want it to be because we got fucking fired from our contract for being an insecure person that would go and review bomb other authors specifically of an opposite race to us. So it's very clearly racially motivated and then get outed for some of your you know racist comments your jealous comments or whatever and then in your effort to try to prove your innocence you actually prove your guilt even more that's not why we want to make headlines as authors if you didn't hear about this controversy you're probably not heavily involved in the book talk community but it was all over TikTok. and if you do watch the news you may have seen a report on it you know the the big ones and it's sad and it's because at this point i will tell you that her career is probably ruined speculation right here so don't come suing me but the author the writing community the book community is not very forgiving when it comes to matters of integrity any other author that i've ever seen do the review bombing thing has not lasted very long or has not put out any additional work or didn't do very well but in her case what options does she have she used her regular name as far as i know that's her legal name if you try to publish it under pen name, even if you go and change the cover, if you don't change the entire story, the story had been in the hands of ARC reviewers, which are advanced reader copies. Um, they get a copy before the book is released and get to read it and review it ahead of time. She was already getting good reviews. She's already getting some five-star reviews. Like she was not getting negative reviews on her book from the ARC readers. So it makes it that much weirder that she would go this extra step to sabotage her other authors. And of course the publishing company lets you go because not only were you bad PR, you were fucking with the reviews of some of their other authors. You're potentially costing them money. Money that they would just be out because it's very obvious that you are the reason that if there was any impact on the sales of these books, it would be because of what you did. And the weirdness in not having to do all of this is she could have left it alone. She could have just stayed in her lane and she would have been fine. Her books were getting good reviews and now you can never release that book. And if anything, if you release anything else and it gets traced back to you, you will always have the taint of no one will trust you because you went and did this specifically to authors of color. 
and then blamed it on substance abuse and mental health issues. And I want to say my opinion on that part of it, especially. Racism is not considered a mental health condition. It is not a result of your mental health. Bipolarism does not make, or whatever, does not make you racist. Furthermore, alcohol nor drugs make you suddenly racist, okay? If you are racist when you are high or drunk, you are racist when you're sober. Her excuse was shallow. It was not accepted by the author and the writing community. Obviously, again, you lost your contract. You lost your agency. And your book, it was, I believe, delisted because the publisher's not putting it out. And if if you, again, if she tries to release it on her own and self-publish, which is a valid avenue, as soon as they figure out that it's you, the book will still not do well. So essentially you killed off a promising career because by all regards, based on the reviews, the book was good. All because you were insecure or jealous or don't like people of color. And it's sad. Okay, now let's talk about this Laurel K. Hamilton situation, which I did address in two separate videos on TikTok because there were there were two issues, but they're kind of the same. They are connected, and she had me fucked up. And I'm not going to sugarcoat my language on that one because authors like her piss me off. Now, if you don't know Laurel K. Hamilton, she is the author of the Anita Blake series, like of romance, mystery things, or whatever the hell. She's not inherently a bad author, but there are problems with her writing that I've been appraised of. I don't give a shit about that. Let's talk about where she pissed me off. So she has, of course, a TikTok, and she, uh, what I, I guess the positive side of this is she opens herself to, for people to ask her writing-related questions. And she did what so many authors of her generation tend to do. So basically, she was asked by a commenter, should you, if you're trying to be an author now, start out self-publishing first? And her response was, absolutely not. It is one of my biggest pet peeves when someone just goes straight to self-publishing and doesn't even try traditional publishing, blah, 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 blah. Something about, you know, I was rejected 200 plus times before I finally got a publisher to take my work on. And my response to her is, who gives a fuck? See, the problem is that she's been published for so long. When she started publishing, self-publishing as it exists today did not exist. Self-publishing back then was literally going and typing it up, printing it out, and, and going to Kinko's or whatever other copy shop and having them print out copies of the book and binding it yourself and selling it. That's not what self-publishing is today. So her take was insensitive. She basically is implying that people that self-publish just never were able to get traditionally published or they wanted to be traditionally published and they couldn't be or they couldn't, you know, they weren't patient enough to deal with the rejections. And this is offensive as fuck from her generation because her generation prides itself on those 200 plus rejection letters that they received. And for the time period, if that's what, if you want to be a author and actually considered and, and be able to be eligible for the bestsellers list, that was what you had to go through. But in the past decade, decade and a half, that's no longer the case. 
it does not make anyone a lesser author to choose the route of self-publishing. Because guess what, sweetie? We actually probably arguably do a little bit more work than what you do, especially what she does now. Because we had to break this down to her. So self-publishing means that I am taking on all of the risk financially, morally, ethically, reputationally myself. I am the one that has to not only write this damn book, but I have to pay someone to edit it. I have to pay someone to do the cover design. If I wanted illustrations in it, I got to pay them to do that because I can't draw worth a damn. If I didn't know how to format it myself, I would have to pay somebody for that. And then I have to turn around and pay multiple people or companies to market this damn book. Things that she does not and never had to do. See, in her, in her traditional publishing contract, she has marketing and all that set in there. Now, most traditional publishing contracts will, at the very least, do the editing of your book and the book covers and all that. However, especially amongst people of color, which she would understand because she's white as hell, we don't always get that included in our first-time contracts because we're an unproven commodity. So more often than not, we get the editing and the formatting, all that good shit done. Yeah, cool, fine, daddy. But we don't get the marketing. This is what I'm finding out from other people who have been contracted publishers. We don't always get that. That is a, a perk that is reserved for the authors that apparently are proven commodities. So when you are unproven, they're agreeing to publish the book, but you have to get your ass out there and do the marketing. Now, that's not talking about book signings and all of that. I'm talking about the, the initial getting the word out there for your book ends up being just as responsible to those authors. We as self-published authors do that already because there's no one behind us doing any of this shit. We're paying for this. So we understand intimately the costs that go into publishing a book that she would not understand because she's always been traditionally published. Yeah, you may have faced those 200 rejections in the 90s or whenever the hell you were getting them, but now... You are an established author with an established, you know, contract as you know, that includes marketing and all the shit that you don't have that you wouldn't want to do that we have to. And this isn't a new idea with her. It just pissed me off from her particularly because she's an author that I kind of liked and I have read some of her work and enjoyed it. And for her to be so condescending and closed minded to self-published authors like we're in 2024 self-publishing has been going on for over a decade because i've been published for over a decade and we are still fighting to get recognition from the authors in the community the traditionally published authors we're, we're still fighting to get recognition from them that hey we are a valid form of author too we are no less valid than you because we chose to publish on our own there are also financial benefits and stuff that go into self-publishing. Example, I don't have to pay the publisher or an agent when I self-publish. If I were traditionally published, I would likely have to pay both. Now, yes, I don't get the big advance that she, of course, gets, but whatever royalties I make are mine. And I determine my book schedule. You, In her case, you don't determine your schedule. You are given your deadlines. And once you've met your deadline, it's the publisher who determines when, where, and how they're going to put your book out. She doesn't have to get buried in these details. 
talking down to us as if what we are doing is not essentially running our in, an entire business on our own. If you are self-published, you are basically a business unto yourself and you are contracting certain parts of it out to people who provide the services that you need. I.e., I'm contracting out to an editor, multiple editors sometimes, to edit the book, whether it's line edits, developmental edits, whatever. I am contracting out to a designer to design the cover for my novel. I am contracting out to these marketing services or brands or whatever to get word of mouth out about my book. This is something she could not understand. And it was very tone deaf and insensitive. And rightfully, all of us self-published authors on TikTok and some traditionally published authors roasted the hell out of her. But it did not stop there because then she went on to be as condescending as she could possibly be when people are in the comments explaining things to her because she also assumed that, you know, we as indie publishers or self-publishers just put out books back to back to back all at once, you know, like we, and she acted ignorant of the facts. So she basically, someone basically tells her that their timeline is about three months minimum for them to actually get a book published. Now, she could have Googled the question she asked. She's like, so are you telling me that the you don't even have the advantage over traditional publishing of being able to publish your work faster and she says it in this really condescending ass tone go look her up on tiktok if you don't believe me the video is still up because my stitch of it is still up um basically then i now i i went in and i explained again so the problem is not that we are on a, a you know we have the same time schedule as you because the fact of the matter is, as a self-published author, if I have the books written, I can publish a new book every day. I can publish 10 fucking books at once, and there is nothing in the self-publishing platforms of, of any of them that says that I have to wait. However, where she's insulting us is implying that we put less work into our books. The three-month time frame was a fair time frame as far as the end portion, the editing, the formatting the cover design that portion yes that can take about three months depending on your editor how fast does your editor move how fast do you get edits back to them you know and for the record there's normally multiple rounds of edits in case you know, for those of you who have never read a book we do multiple rounds to catch not only the grammatical stuff but and the typos but anything in the story that might have not been updated properly. Example, if I am starting a book, I have one thing in mind. I have a character plan to be named a certain thing, but halfway through the book, I change his name, and there is an indication of that old name somewhere in there. Like, it may take a few times to catch that. There are plenty of changes that we have to go through, and we need to make sure we smooth over as much as possible. Her frame of thinking is a common frame of thinking from her generation and before because we did not don't have to subject ourselves to the exact same struggle as them. Now, I chose to self-publish my novels because I don't handle I don't feel like going through all that rejection. I'm not going to send 200 query letters out to publishing companies hoping one of them takes my book on and then because I unlike her am also a person of color and part of the LGBTQ community, I would not get these same things that she was afforded as a white author. I will not, for the majority of, of you know contracts for my first time contract, would not necessarily get the marketing deal behind it, which would be the main appeal for me personally 
to do traditional publishing and for a lot of us because marketing is the hardest fucking part of putting our book out we can work through all of the rest of it yes editing is a nightmare formatting is an absolute just it's hell on earth it is equivalent to the seventh circle of hell however i can deal with all of that because i've been doing it this long it is the marketing that is the worst part of it and what she fails to understand is she has so many advantages in the market first off you are a white woman and the genre you write in is mainly written by white women and even though there are people of color that write in that genre they do not get the same opportunities as you because of them being people of color then you know for myself i don't write in her genre per se but i have more disadvantages coming into trying to get a contract than she does because i'm a black queer male and i'm while i have an established base at this point i'm still nowhere near as established as she is she is purposely willfully being ignorant of the advantages that she has and purposely talking down to us and even the apology that she did issue came across as disingenuous and it's like the fact that you have friends apparently according to her that are self-published authors that had to tell you the multitude of ways in which you had life fucked up they said it the nice way i didn't say it so nice you don't get to act like you stand above me solely because you have a contract and i don't are do you have more bestsellers obviously you've been writing probably as long as i've been alive so who the fuck cares but that the fact that you have that contract doesn't make you a better or more of an author than those of us that do self-publish because let's face it there are plenty of self-published authors who have hit that bestseller list that can sell just as well as she can there are plenty of self-published authors that can provide a living for themselves just the same way she can and that's what bothers her at the end of the day it, her and authors who think like her that are traditionally published are bothered by the fact that y'all went through that 200 plus rejection and a couple of shitty contracts before you got to the good ones and we can choose to say you know what i'll just publish it myself i will get these services professionally done and i will put this book out myself and we can do just fine for ourselves this is not a new philosophy either. We have been battling this philosophy from her generation of writer since self-publishing became a thing. Since this iteration, since this more professional form of self, uh, self-publishing became a thing, and it bothers them. And they've been looking down on us since the beginning, but you know what also bothers them? And she didn't admit this one, but I'm just gonna go ahead and put this out there. It has to bother her that self-published authors can be hit that bestseller list and then a publisher will pick them up and sign them to a deal and they are now under a contract that's just as good as hers without having to go through the 200 rejections because sometimes and i've had publishers reach out to me as well i have been contracted with one small publishing company and i terminated that because i did not get what i was promised and i had an opt-out clause after a year where if my book had not been put out and no, no progress has been made and she was not satisfying me, I was able to terminate that contract and I did. I've also had about five or six other publisher publishing houses reach out to me requesting copies of my book so that they can decide if they'd like to sign me as well. And for one reason or another, I did not take the contracts that were offered. That idea bothers her because I don't have to reach out to these publishing companies 
they will find my book, decide that it's a genre that they like, and then decide that they would like to publish me instead, or like they would like to take over from whatever point in the series I'm at or whatever the case may be that bothers her. But it's not new. It bothers a lot of the ones in her generation. And if it bothers you so fucking much, why don't you step out and self-publish and see what you do for yourself? Hell, you've already got the fan following. But the the perk that you have of being traditionally published is you don't have to go through the toil that we do in order to put your work out. You just get to write the book and approve the edits. And the rest gets handled for you. And then you get to go on your book tours and you know do your book signings. We have to arrange all of that ourselves. She also did something about, you know, stating that, you know, it's harder for indie books to get put into the major retailers. Um, which, yeah, sort of, but not as much as she thinks it is. First off, we're already on Amazon, which is currently the biggest retailer in the world for every fucking thing. Secondly, our print copies of our books do go to Barnes & Noble if you print through Amazon, and most of the other publishing platforms offer that as well. They have contracts with these retailers. Some of them even make their ways into Walmart if you are selling well enough. She's misinformed, but and then she asked questions to follow up after her apology, and, we're, and honestly, it's like, you could have Googled this fucking information, but instead you want to be condescending and try to prove your point that you are somehow superior to us, and you're showing your privilege. She didn't much like being called out for the fact that she's showing her privilege. I haven't, I haven't gone and seen any of her videos lately, and I don't fucking care to. However, each and every time that she posts about these topics and speaks in that condescending-ass manner, please understand that I will be on TikTok roasting the fuck out of her. All right, now let's talk about this newest one, and this author is named J.D. Barker. Now, I'm going to put, throw out this addendum and say all of this part is alleged because it has not been completely proven. However, there are multiple stories floating around on TikTok. And basically, what I am seeing is that this author is, I guess, doing his own promotion. He is a traditionally published author, from what I saw, a horror author, won the Bram Stoker Award or whatever, and he is pursuing. Um, female, young female uh, book reviewers on BookTok in the weirdest fucking way I've ever heard of, and this part is kind of new to me. Now, warning. This is um not really, I guess the trigger warning here would be, pre this is about a predator. Okay, this is about some predatory practices. And again, I will say for legal purposes right now, this is all alleged. This is the testimony being given by the book talkers on Book Talk on how they have been approached. Apparently, they have received an email from this author or his team, or basically, these are people that do book reviews on TikTok, right? And these are not other authors, but this, since it's related to an author, I'm going to talk about it because it's fucking weird. Essentially, he's sending out arc requests. This is normal. Also, new authors, it is actually normal to pay your ARC readers. Not every ARC reader requires it. There are plenty that will do it for free. But if you want them to go above and beyond, like doing videos for TikTok and YouTube and all this shit to review your book, yeah, you should probably pay them for that. Um, here is where it gets weird. Apparently, he wants, he's requesting the ARC review of the book. 
he's requesting the video, but he has some specific requests that I'm hearing about in what he wants in the video. First off, he wants the video to be sent to him prior to being posted to approve it. This is abnormal. This is a red flag. This is a huge red flag. If you are thinking about getting into the book reviewing thing, like is a little bit more of a profession, if you want to do, you know, the book talk thing, red flag. An author should not ask you to send your review to them for them to approve. Now, caveat, there are some ARC reviewers that when they don't like a book, will ask the author, are you sure you want me to post this because I am not rating this three, four or five stars, I'm rating it one or two stars. I, as an author, would not give a shit, but some authors do. So, because some people don't understand, especially when it comes to reviewing on Amazon, it's the number of reviews that you got that really matters, not what the average is necessarily. Um, but that is up to the ARC reviewer. Honestly, if you are an author and you're requesting, you know, ARC readers, you should expect honest reviews and you have to take whatever the fuck review they give you. So, this is a red flag that he's requesting that the video be sent to him for approval, but he also has suggestions for what he wants to be done in the video. And here's where the predatoriness and the creepiness comes in. First off, he's only reaching out from what I'm understanding. Only female reviewers, you know, book talkers are getting these email requests. He is requesting things like they should do the video basically naked with only the book to cover their, as they put it, no, no parts. This is the biggest, most crimson red flag ever. And this is the weirdest shit ever because I, this is something I've never actually encountered until today in the writing community. Now, yes, predators exist everywhere, but I've not encountered a situation where an author makes this kind of weird request. There were more details to it, but basically that's that's kind of the gist of it. And like I said, this just came up right before I was sitting down to record and I'm including it because it's fucking weird. I'm gonna talk about it um, rather than do a TikTok video on it because I'm not in it. But I'm going to say this, this is not representative of authors, mainstream or indie. It is weird. It is predatory. There are too many red flags here. Now, I will say this, of the three videos that I saved to make sure, uh, you know, I got what little information I'm giving out here, right? Only one person gave the author's name. But if you look at the others, you know, how TikTok does a thing where it kind of recommends a search underneath the video. His name is there. Now, I have never encountered this particular author. I don't know fuck all about him, and I don't care to at this point, um, if this is true. And I will say this. One of the book talkers went and did some research because apparently he did try to backtrack and say that this was uh, the fault of a, a publicist. And the problem is the company that he listed as his publicist is one that he founded. So either way, this still reflects badly on him. I will once again say that this is all alleged until receipts are dropped because you will not be suing me because if you try, you ain't getting shit. But I'm going to take this because there are so many videos on it. Apparently, this is true. Now, 
Is it possible that this is a case of somebody within the publicist company that he founded doing the the groundwork or whatever and maybe just purposely trying to paint him in a bad light? I suppose, but it's still weird. And that's not been released as a statement or anything. So all we can take it for is the book talkers are saying, this is the guy approaching them or sending them an email, which they're used to, but this request is weird. It's creepy. It's a glaring red flag. I'm going to speak as an author here. If I'm going to request ARC readers, I don't want anything other than a review. In whatever format you choose to do it. If I'm going to pay you to do the review, I still want it to be honest because an honest review helps me look better than just a, glow, a bunch of glowing reviews because nobody's book is perfect. I don't have a perfect review set on any of my books. You know, there's always going to be someone that doesn't like your work. I need the honesty. Authors in general, if, you, if you're thinking about getting into this, you need the honesty. It does not benefit you to just pay them to write a glowing review and never having read the book. And also, if you want some kind of specific, you know, um, shots for your book, I'm going to need you to go hire a model. I said what I said. I, there are modeling services for your book covers and for promotions and for book trailers. I haven't seen a whole lot of video book trailers anymore, but they, that is a thing that has been done and it is successful. It does help. So guess what? I'm going to need you to reach into that budget that you were putting out to the ARC reviewers to pay them to do weird shit on book talk. And I'm going to need you instead go to a reputable modeling you know service or photography service that can get models that can that can do what you're asking in an ethical way and it doesn't it the way he went about this is weird the way the, the whole way this is set up is weird again if you are going to you know get a free copy of a of a book from a author in exchange for an honest review the author should not be asking you to send you send them the review that you're going to make before you post it. It's fucking weird. It does not help. It tells it should let you know ahead of time that they only want glowing reviews. Do not agree to an if you if this don't align with your morals. Don't agree to do a review for an author that only wants a five star review from you. Don't agree to an author that puts this many limitations on there. I, every author is a little bit different, but I personally am always going to be the author that if I ask you to review my book and I gave you a copy of the book, I just want you to review it. I don't give a shit if you review it one star. I want you to review it everywhere that I ask you to review it. So that means I want my Amazon review because that's where I make the bulk of my money. I want my Goodreads review because a lot of my readers come from there. If you agree to review it on Smashwords or you agree to review it on Barnes and Noble or wherever else and Smashwords is changing, so... If you agree to review it on every platform, fine. Whatever the review is, copy and paste that bitch and put it everywhere. I don't care. That's the point. I just need the honest review. Am I guaranteeing I'm going to read your review? That's a whole other topic. And we're going to touch on that one today, too. But it should just be, we, if we're paying you for a review, we should be paying you for an honest review. And you should be able to review it as whatever it is. Now, if you don't feel comfortable as the reviewer put it, you know, posted a review, if you only are going to rate it one or two stars, that then you can have that discussion with the author 
or you can tell the author you didn't finish or whatever and but understand if they paid you and you're not going to post the review you're going to have to run them their money back okay it's kind of a violation of contract there but make but be careful in these decisions any author that does what i am describing here run do not take him up on you should not be going through all that if you ain't a model why is he asking you to essentially model the book naked and apparently the payment for this was about 250 260 dollars so all i'm saying is if the girls wanted to do that they could make more than that you know on OnlyFans for a five minute video none of these are only fans girlies all of these are just book talkers that review books so you should have been contacting them solely for a review and they should not be required to send you the video first and next we're going to talk about reviews real quick now about those reviews and how we should be handling that um I feel the need to throw this in there just because the reviews have have been a frequent thing in this podcast today. Let's be clear. If you are an author, you are going to get a wide range of reviews. I am not one of those authors that will tell you not to read your reviews. I read mine. I am going to tell you you should never respond directly to a reviewer. Likewise, reviewers, especially BookTok reviewers or, or, or people that are on BookTok, do not go to the author's page to tell them that their books suck. I did just see that, and I forget which page it was on. A fan did that, and then they are upset because the BookTok reviewers actually told them, no, this is not what we do. And the author actually said, you know, if you didn't like the book, that's fine. Because basically the comment that I remember them saying was, your TikTok on the book was more interesting than the book. That is not something you should go directly to the author to say. If you wanted to leave a review for the book, go review it on one of the review platforms. And you can say that on there. And that doesn't, because a lot of authors I know don't check their reviews. I just check mine because I like to see them. And I like to see if there's anything valid to them. But I'm never going to respond directly to a review. Now, are there times where I will absolutely consider roasting the fuck out of you in my head? You know, because of the way that a review is left, yes, I've had a couple of reviews where I knew they were complete and utter horseshit, specifically the ones where I knew it was an author review bombing me, but a couple of others too. Do I am I going to respond to those reviewers? Absolutely not. Doesn't benefit me. It always it always looks bad on the author when we have to respond to a reviewer, except in that case on TikTok where the reviewer came specifically onto the author's page to tell her her book was boring. Leave your reviews to review platforms or review them on your own page. Especially the mainstream authors do not check their reviews. They don't care. They've already got paid. I check, or at least I used to. Nowadays, I, I glance to see if there's new ones in, but I'm not going to go in-depth with reading them every time. Um... But reviews are important. Like I said, the algorithm on Amazon is really only cares about the number. You Once you have 50 or more reviews, whatever the fuck they are, they start pushing your book out more. And that's 50 on each book, not 50 overall. Please note that. I, I advise you, if you can take criticism, read your reviews. If you cannot take criticism, don't ever read your reviews. Don't even go look to see if you've gotten reviews. 
If you cannot handle criticism, this is going to be a rough business for you. And in the case of Kate Corain, to circle back to that beginning, I have the hunch, and this is purely my speculation, but it feels to me like she was insecure about her book for whatever reason, like she was scared of the possibility of getting negative reviews. It sounds like she was not prepared to handle bad feedback. And if you're going to publish your work, you need to be prepared for that. That's any kind of work that you publish, whether it is writing, art, videos, TikToks, bruh, you're going to get criticized. Before you get into, into actually publishing your work, ask yourself, can you tolerate that controversy? Can, can you deal with that criticism? If you cannot, you should probably not publish your work because you're going to get criticized by somebody somewhere. Wanted to throw that in there just to put a nice little bow on this. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap this up now. And those were just a few of the controversies that I wanted to talk about. Um, if one is not involved in the writing community, you may not know about these. But these things happen. They, Except for the last one I talked about, they aren't exactly uncommon. And I wanted to, you know, start my year off talking about something uh, I would say a little bit more professionally related. Yeah, that's that's fair because I am a writer. So it's a little bit more professionally related. And I just really wanted to talk about all these subjects at once real quick. There are more shows coming. Now, there will be more Am I the Asshole uh, shows coming because I enjoy doing those. Y'all enjoy listening to them. And apparently they're also enjoyed when I take over or I respond to them on TikTok as well. So I want to continue to do more of them as shows over here. I will respond to the TikTok ones when like, I'm scrolling the pages that have found a thread that I haven't found. Then, yeah, I'll do that on TikTok. But any of the ones I personally go and find will be here on the show. We will cover some more um, serious topics. Um, you know, we'll cover some more writing-related stuff as it comes up. We will definitely be – I'll definitely be giving some updates on my writing, which I suppose I could go ahead and do now, right? Um, Quick thing, I'm still in, you know, working on the next couple of releases. So book covers are being worked on or supposed to be being worked on. Um, writing is being done on the main two series. So if you are waiting on the next book in the Dragon Hunter series or the Coven series, I got you. They are coming. They will be coming out this year because I have made progress enough on them where I can guarantee that I can finish them and we're going to get them edited and we're going to get them out throughout the course of the year. Um, as for anything else going on, we already discussed in my last show that I really won't be doing wrestling reviews unless it is for a subscriber or whatever, and it will be locked to those subscribers. Um, but we're just trying to, I'm trying to, at this point to, uh, kind of streamline the show and keep it at a manageable rate for me. Want to try to do more regular releases, so you might get a few more Am I the Asshole shows um, before you get the next big topic. Thinking that we may have to do a show on forgiveness and, you know, moving on and, and so on and so forth, because that's a personal issue that I feel that I need to readdress. 
So that may be one of the next topics that we do because we're going to talk about some misconceptions with forgiveness and how it works and how it should work. So look for that in the coming future. Keep an eye on social media so that you see when the books are coming out. Um, and we're also going to look at doing some more of the character analysis or character review shows that I did before. Um, matter of fact, I might redo some of those shows. So if you have a specific character from my books that you would like me to talk about, please let me know. Also, I will open up the show to any other potential authors that want to just come on and, and have an interview to talk about your newest work. It, um, email me, contact me on social media. We can work that out. And um, yeah, we will see how things go as we go on, but there are more shows to come. So the show is continuing in case you were worried that I was going to stop doing it all together. Nope, we're continuing. Might be a little bit more space in between some of the shows, but we're going to get them done. Till next time, signing off. Thanks for listening. Thank you.